Hello everyone out there, this is Trevor with Tea Time Reports, and I really hope you guys do enjoy these uh, film review episodes and this type of, you know, kind of layout and format to these. I know some of these movies have been out for a long time, a lot of people have already formulated opinions that the mass have already kind of accepted and grown to know, but the only reason I really do these reviews is to genuinely revamp the memory of these films to revamp the knowledge of them, to also inspire people to go watch film, go enjoy and experience good film. Uh, and, you know, as of late, I've been covering phenomenal films. Um, and Christopher Nolan is a huge reason, because he is probably the greatest director of all time. Stanley Kubrick, uh, David Fincher, <clears throat> Martin Scorsese. I, I don't know if any of those guys can compare to what... Christopher Nolan has done, in my personal opinion, with what Christopher Nolan is able to do with not only space, time, and just science, and bringing it to a realistic kind of light in its own way. Um, it's simply brilliant, to, to put it shortly. Uh, and he's able to continuously captivate audiences en masse with insanely weird and creative concepts and different distortions on what things might be and what what they might not be as well and interstellar is a film i really want to talk about because i watched this film with my grandmother who we will have a film roundtable with uh in the next week or so so stay tuned for that um and this film really dives into the matter of what is space? What is time? What is worth it to you? Uh, life is full of choices and, you know, these big decisions that you have to make right then and there that you don't realize can send shockwaves through the universe, through your universe, and it might be very catastrophic or incredibly helpful. And in a trippy way, we see that with this film and like I was kind of leading into, you know, when I first, you know, brought up Interstellar. Um, when I rewatched this film with my grandmother, my mom, um, aka Sharon, aka OG, um, genuinely I realized this might be the best movie ever made. Like I, I love The Dark Knight. I, I love Inception. I love True Romance. I love uh, Outlaw. I love. So many fury. I, I love saving Private Ryan, but this movie in itself is a masterpiece. I can't really put it in any other term, like any any other terminology, um, but simply that it is probably the greatest film I've ever seen in my entire life. Visually, it blows. The Creator, which is a recent film out of the water. It blows all the Star Wars movies out of the water. What they were able to capture in, in this film is is nothing short of a dream, in my personal opinion. And I think that that's one thing that you really have to notate, is that you know behind the, the, the realm of not even knowing what, what's there. And that's where this film tries to get to. And they do it phenomenally. I gotta say this, and the fact that it only has a 73% on the tomato meter is mind-boggling in itself. It has an 86% in the audience score, 
but a 73% on the tomato meter. Rotten Tomatoes, you got to reevaluate Interstellar if anyone from that staff is listening in somehow, some way, some shape, or some form. But I really want to get into some of the facts about this film to kind of get everyone out there captivated, interested in this film if you've not yet seen it. Um, it is uh, directed by Christopher Nolan, obviously, produced by Emma Thomas, Christopher Nolan, and Linda Opst. Written by Jonathan Nolan and Christopher Nolan. Release date for theaters was November 7th, 2014, worldwide. Release date for streaming platforms was May 24th, 2016. Box office gross in the U.S. was $188 million. The runtime is 2 hours and 45 minutes. It's distributed by Paramount Pictures, and the production company was Syncopy, Linda Opst Productions, and the sound mix was done by Datastat, uh, Datasat and Dolby Digital. Cast and crew consists of Matthew McConaughey, Anne Hathaway, Jessica Chastain, Michael Caine, Bill Irwin, um, Ellen Burst, um, Mackenzie Foy, Timothy Chalamet, Wes Bentley, David Gyasi, John Lithgow, Casey Affleck, Topher Grace, um, Kaledi Wolf, Leah Carnes, David Oyelo, and just a phenomenal cast, I will say that right, real fast. I left out a particular member of the cast because it's something that I want to be a surprise for everyone out there in their own right. There's a member of the cast and crew, and if you do not know about this film, please don't go and look at Rotten Tomatoes right now or IMDb and just go be like, oh, the one guy you didn't name, oh, there he is, oh, fuck. Don't ruin it for yourself. Experience it. Let it surprise you. Um, I'm going to say this about Matthew McConaughey's performance in this film. He plays a guy named Cooper, uh, a guy that nearly got to space, He, you know, and he always told himself, I never broke the stratosphere because his ship went down. Um... He survived, but he always wanted to get to that next frontier. He's an explorer. He he loves adventure. He wants to go see and be and be great. That's what he wants to do. And and despite everyone else's feelings and everyone else's concept, you know, perception of this guy, he just doesn't feel like he's good enough. You know, he's a really good dad. Gets his school, his kids to school on time. You know, makes sure they're you know healthy, fed. And all that, but um, despite all that, he needed to do what he had to do and leave. And it's a decision he'll either learn to love or legitimately regret for the rest of his existence. And I say that very delicately. Um, and Matthew McConaughey, he, you know, in this time era of the 2010s, um, I don't know if there was a guy pumping out better films or at least being a part of better films than Matthew McConaughey. Not only Dallas Buyers Club, Lincoln Lawyer, Mud, uh, The Free State of Jones, and then this. I mean, he owned that first five years of the 2010. I'm just saying, bro. Like, I'm, but just shout out to him for what a phenomenal performance. Probably his best performance he's ever given ever. Um, and it. it it, it, it suits because Christopher Nolan and Jonathan Nolan wrote this film, you know, particularly for all these, you know, characters to thrive. But, you know, you can't really predict what goes on when the cameras flick on. You know what I'm saying? Like Matthew McConaughey, he turned on his switch to genuinely be more than what most people perceived him to be at that time. And he he gave me a very sophisticated, complex performance. And I appreciated that. 
Uh, Cooper is a character I will not forget because he's a very flawed character. And that's one thing about Christopher Nolan films. There's always a, at least with, you know, take out Dunkirk and stuff like that. But, you know, Inception, Interstellar, Memento, so many of his films have a very flawed main character. And you got to like learn to love them or you'll genuinely hate them. And that's what Cooper essentially is to a lot of people. Uh, I was able to show, you know, like I said, my grandmother this. Caden plans on rewatching this, so maybe he'll lop in on that uh, movie roundtable episode. But yeah, no, Matthew McConaughey was phenomenal. Um, Anne Hathaway played Amelia Brand. She was, she was, uh, you know, I'm going to say this. She's always been phenomenal to me, um, going from The Dark Knight Rises to this. Uh, whenever her and Christopher Nolan are team up, it really works, and she really can dissect and get the most out of her character, and honestly create that depth. Um, she is a very, very interesting character in this film. Not only because you know you you really kind of sympathize for her character. But at the end of the day, you also realize like she also could have probably prevented said events from occurring if she was 100% truthful. But I'm going to leave that to you guys for to decide about her character. I really enjoyed uh, Anne Hathaway in this film. She was really fun to kind of connect with and relate to because she really went on a really um, intense speech. It was really intense. And it kind of goes, you know, went into the fact of, uh, you know, love pushes everything to where it is supposed to be or where it currently is in its own fucked up way like love is a motive for horrible things and truly miraculous things i'm going to say that lightly cuz i'm not trying to you know connect that to like every real world thing but i'm talking about in this particular film you'll see what i mean by that love truly is what connects and revolves the universe even you know to the exit door of the universe which we perceive as a vortex of nothingness a vacuum of nothing a black hole so that's something that you'll have to explore and and kind of enjoy the ride on yourself but Anne Hathaway you know I, I give her credit she carried her weight for sure her and Matthew McConaughey kind of double teaming that lead role in a sense uh, at least until the, the second act of the film kind of comes about, um, which is personally my favorite. Um, Jessica Chastain played Murph. Uh, she was really solid. Um, she kind of came off as that serious kind of character, but I believe that you know she was one of those characters that you could relate to in, in a sense of like, you always wanted to get the truth. You always want the truth, no matter how difficult it is to accept. You know, and even if you're, you know, if you're in a bad relationship, you go snooping through their phone, you find something you don't want to find because you went looking for it. That's kind of the sense of her character. Um, and you have to also take with a grain of salt that time is different in this film. And you'll know what I mean. Uh, Michael Caine played Professor Brand, another very sophisticated role from him. Uh, Michael Caine is one of the greatest actors of all time as well. He's in the top ten, I would say, 
uh, because he really just gives these roles where it's like, damn, he is so able to do that. You know, he's able to pull off such a range of emotion and a range of dialogue as well because he's a very... He's probably a very sophisticated guy in real life, but he's able to layer his character, and it just worked in this film. And everyone, there's a huge. This is a huge cast, a huge cast, but it, it, it they don't use everyone like you would think they would. You know what I'm saying? Like young, um, Casey Affleck, the younger version of himself. He is played by Timothy Chalamet plays young Tom while Casey Affleck plays Tom, which is Matthew McConaughey's son. I just want to just preface that, um, as well as the fact that um, Jessica Chastain is the older version of Mackenzie Foy. Um, Young Murph is played by Mackenzie Foy, and Murph is played by Jessica Chastain. That's all I'm going to say about the time aspect. You can put it in your own perspective. I will shout out a couple other people. Wes Bentley played Doyle, a guy that... You know, he, I've seen him in so many films and TV shows and stuff like that. Um, I think he was even in, yeah, he was in Mission Impossible Fallout. He was in Hunger Games. He was in Pete's Dragon. Um, He was in Knights of Cups. He was in Welcome to Me. One other, Pioneer, okay. Stars and Shorts. Yeah, but I he's one of and Jonah Hex. He's one of those like guys where he's a consistent supporting, you know, actor. You know, always a guy that can pull his weight and kind of put a twist to his kind of minor role in most cases, but a guy I've genuinely learned to appreciate over the years and just shout out to him. Also shout out to Dave uh, David Giassi played Romley. Uh just a phenomenal performance by him as well in 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 his moments. Um, Joth, um, John Lithgow, also another guy who's been in these types of kind of crazy films, uh, was another person I enjoyed in this film heavily, um, because he kind of talked, he tried to talk a lot of sense into Cooper, played by Matthew McConaughey, but he just never really got through to him. He was more of that grounded farmer, and, you know, oh, we'll, we'll get it next year type of guy, but Matthew McConaughey is the type of person that wants answer, well, Cooper wants answers now. He wants results immediately. He wants to be impactful. And he just felt like, as a farmer, he was not doing such. But real quick, I'll read the movie summary or movie information. Uh, This is all per Rotten Tomatoes, by the way. In Earth's future, a global corporation, uh, excuse me, a global crop blight and second dust bowl are slowly rendering the planet uninhabitable. Professor Brand, played by Michael Caine, a brilliant NASA physicist, is working on plans to save my save mankind by transporting Earth's population to a new home via a wormhole. Uh, but first, Brand must send former NASA pilot Cooper, played by Matthew McConaughey, and a team of researchers through the wormhole and across the galaxy to find out which of three planets could make mankind's new home a possibility. So that's just... It, I'm going to say this, getting into some of the actual, you know, breaking down of the film before I get into the plot line and storyline of the film, the visuals, man, oh my god, they were nuts. I mean, just seeing the planetary rings, seeing movement in space, every everything seemed so well detailed and thoroughly planned out. Everything was choreographed perfectly, the movements of the camera, the movements of the props, like the 
the space station, the space ring, and the spacecraft. It just all mended and blended perfectly. It was it was awesome to see a space movie like this. And you, this is a one-of-one one type shit, to tell you the truth. I'm just going to be honest that you can't really replicate or even duplicate this. People will try over the years, but this is a one-of-one one type space movie that, you know, it's funny that Christopher Nolan has brought dream movies. He's brought time skip movies. He's brought insanity movies. He got an Al Pacino film. He did a fucking beautiful war movie. And he has a movie legitimately about space and time. This is a guy that is not afraid to touch literally every genre, every title, every every tab on the you know in the binder. A guy that will test his limits on new ideas, creative thoughts, and insane plot lines, and it's totally brought to life here. The visuals about this film are absolutely stunning. Absolutely. And it's just one thing after another that just blows your mind away in a sense of, wow, that, that, that planet looks that real. The spacecraft moving that way, the explosions and the, all practical effects. It just, it's perfect. It's a perfect movie, perfect amount of, you know, action and captive, excuse me, captivization. Uh, your interest is peaked immediately when you realize like what kind of world these characters have to live in and what their challenges are, what their obstacles are going to become, and who these people will actually wind up being at the end of the day. Who is who they who is who they say they are and who isn't is a very serious question you need to ask yourself, especially in desperate times of you know mankind like that you know like this scenario. It's definitely intense. It's definitely got that kind of edge of your seat, you know, thriller aspect to it as well. But I just overall think that this film is just it's a beautiful it's 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 a beauty. It's a beautiful tale of an intense journey with insane obstacles, with insane challenges, with life altering and life clinging decisions at left and right. Literally, people stuck in the vastness of space, in the vastness of just nothingness, and they have to figure out what to do, especially when hours there equal decades on Earth. So they can't fuck around to find out. They gotta genuinely know what they're doing and know what they're not doing. And, you know, you, you run into a lot of those kind of issues in this film, and you know, if you connect the dots, but I will say this, the messages at the beginning are so key. They are absolutely key. If you're out there listening, if you've never seen Interstellar, you need to be 100% attentive. This is a masterpiece. This is a piece of art. You don't just go watch and swipe right on Tinder and watch Instagram reels if you're sitting at a Super Bowl. This is as value as watching a Super Bowl, in my personal opinion. It is worth every minute. It is a beautifully made film. The production value, the sound effects, the sound, the music, the dialogue for the characters, the writing was phenomenal, the plot line, everything about it was beautiful. The twists, and there are free, there are a few, I'll say that much, and those are key, especially when mankind is on the brink of extinction. But there's genuinely a sense of realism to it. Like, whoa, what if this like, what if this 
What if this potentially happens in 50, 60 years? You know, and, and maybe not all of it, but maybe, you know, the, the the aspect of Earth becoming uninhabitable because of, you know, crop blight and and dust bowls and just unbreathable air. You know, those are things that might come into play down the line for actual real-world situations and and mankind in real life, but in terms of what this movie was able to present, the scenarios it was able to pull off, the visuals it was able to give us, what this film was able to do for the average viewer, I, I, I don't think another film has been able to do it such so impactfully since maybe 2001 A Space Odyssey, but Interstellar is better. I gotta say it, bro. I mean, Interstellar is better. It is a top three movie, at least of all time. If you watch it, you will admit it to yourself after as well. Not because I'm saying it, but because I want everyone out there to go genuinely formulate these opinions on their own and go check these movies out for yourself. But like this movie is something to watch, man. It's something special. It's something to get entertained and entwined with genuinely, not sexually. I'm not saying have sex with a film. But what I am saying is put your phone away. Tell your girlfriend, hey, let's cuddle up. But no, you know, let's no distractions. Let's watch a fire-ass film about space and time and genuinely shit that I've actually never seen pulled off in films before. And I've seen quite a few movies. A couple of my buddies and my family can attest to that that statement. But if you guys like these types of episodes and these types of reviews on films, please make sure you guys um, you know, tune in for more and smash that follow button, that subscribe button, wherever and however you're listening to this episode. It's greatly appreciated. All the support is greatly appreciated. I'm definitely going to be giving Interstellar a 10 out of 10. Make sure you go and uh, judge it for yourself. Obviously, formulate your own opinion and um, you know, maybe hit us up and let us know what you think about it on our social media at Tea Time Reports on Instagram, Twitter slash X. Uh, YouTube, as well as uh, threads, as well as our website, www.ttimereports.com to learn a little bit more about the show and a little bit more about us as well. If you guys are entertained by this stuff, definitely let us know. And if it's more, you know, well-received, we'll pump out a lot more of these movie reviews. We should have another one coming out this week on the film Bright, the Netflix exclusive, so stay tuned for that one. Uh, this is Trevor with Tea Time Reports. You guys stay safe out there and stay awake. you know, that's the most important thing. The most important message we press uh, is that alone. Uh, But, you know, everyone out there, take care. This is Trevor with Tea Time. Thanks again for tuning in. Peace.